Greetings fans, welcome to Shy Lounge again. I am your host Shinblade, the sensational one, and another episode is coming down in the books as a strong style episode as I call it. Um first of all, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. Uh well, only about one or two weeks because WrestleCon was one or two weeks ago, which for people that don't know is the weekend of WrestleMania. Usually WrestleCon is for the independent crowd and WrestleMania is for the WWE crowd. And more so, I think WrestleCon is a more live uh, convention more than WrestleMania from WWE's access. But, you know, that's just me. I had a fun time in Orlando, Florida. Uh, You know, the trip was uh, great coming in, coming back. I flew United on the way back. Nothing happened. So that was good for me. First of all, I flew down with uh, a cult classic. Uh, well, I should say a cult following character in wrestling by the name of Gilbert. Um, seeing him for the past couple months, him and I are becoming uh, a bit fast friends. That's not no bull. That's not no industry talk. Uh, we flew together on the plane. Uh, you know, we talked about the business. Uh you know, actually, to think about it, I could have interviewed him on the plane, but I would have made things look uh, strange. I mean, you know, think about it. Me going through TSA with two microphones, uh, seeing that in the bag when they scan your bag. Um, you know, it's not weapons. It's actual microphones. So doing that on the plane, we, we could have got an interview done because it took us two hours from Baltimore, Maryland to Orlando, Florida. Very nice guy, uh, Gilbert is Dwayne Gill. Uh, that was his name back in the day growing up watching him on wrestling, you know, seeing him taking on the likes of, uh, the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors, uh, many names in the business. I can't name them all because, uh, you know, I do remember his face. I just don't remember, uh, the people that he, uh, went up against. But anyway, anybody knows Gilbert. He's a, uh, cult. He has a cult following, uh, over the weekend. A lot of us was trying to get Gilbert to go into WrestleMania to face uh, another Baltimore native, uh, James Ellsworth, who used to be pretty Jim- Jimmy Dream in ACW, uh, a company around here in Glen Burnie, Maryland. So unfortunately, th- that didn't work out. I think Vince McMahon didn't, didn't look at social media, didn't do a last minute call. So who knows? Man can only dream. We can only uh, hope for New Orleans next year for WrestleMania 34. But anyway, back to uh, WrestleCon. It was my first time down there. And, you know, for those who follow me on Facebook, Official Shinblade, or on Twitter and on Instagram under Sensational One, people know that I was working for SWF Wrestling uh, with my friend Money Mark Menace uh, out of New Jersey. I was working with Lucha Underground people again, uh, Brian Cage, Melissa Santos, uh my good friend, independent wrestling star, TJ Marconi, uh, let's see, Taya Valkyrie, Sexy Star, and also my favorite, who I had the pleasure of working with and I had uh, a great time. It was Carly Leilani Perez, who is Katrina, the valet to Mil Muertes on Lucha Underground. Uh, no, I didn't get the lick of death. Um, we just, we just worked together. And also for those who don't know, she was in WWE for a spell as Maxine on the NXT show when they moved it from television to the internet, when it was an internet show back in 2010, 2011, somewhere along that, uh, along that lineage before they revamped it. But, um, uh, I digress a little bit. She was also in uh, FCW for the Florida people. Uh, that was NXT before the now NXT. That was the developmental system of the WWE. That was revamped to NXT. So uh, I had a fun time working with her. Very beautiful woman. Uh, if you if you don't believe me, check out my pictures on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, it's mostly on Instagram. I have a video of her signing a Lucha Underground poster that a Lucha Believer fan came up and had all the signatures from the uh, Lucha Underground personnel that appeared there. Um, I got reunited again with my friend uh, John Morrison, Johnny Mundo. Um, I got reunited with Ray Phoenix and uh, Pentagon Jr. I think his name is Penta OM or 
Penta de uh, Sado. It's, it's one of those names because he uh, departed from AAA. You know, uh, he, he said what's up and, you know, gave me dab, gave me a hug. Uh, great guy. Always love seeing Pentagon Jr. in action. And if anything to call me a mark, I'm a Pentagon Jr. mark. I love seeing the guy. My friend Evan Ginsberg loves him. Um, I'm just a Lucha believer myself. Uh, I promote Lucha Underground all over. I watch the episodes when uh, it comes out, um, you know, on TV, on the LRA network. Or I catch it on the replay the next day because sometimes I'm busy and I'm, I'm up late. Um, I've been a fan of this show since day one. And this show has been nothing but extraordinary. Um, you know, I have a few wrestling fan uh, associates I know that don't like the cut scenes. But come on now. I love the cut scenes. It's better than what's on Raw. And not the diss SmackDown, but it's better on SmackDown. It gives it loose fantasy feeling. And plus, for a wrestling fan, if you're only a Lucha Underground fan, you can watch the show for one hour a week. And go about your life. You don't have to watch the 10 hours of WWE every day, all day, all week. Just one hour and you go about your life and wait until the next episode. Just like any other show. So, um, I mean, not disrespecting WWE. I got friends in there and I got people in TNA, Ring of Honor, uh, who this guest on this episode is from Ring of Honor. But let me finish with the Lucha Talk. And WrestleCon. So anyway, I met up with a lot of people, um, you know, with Melina, people that you've seen on my Instagram, seen on my videos. Uh, it, it's just a great reunion of sorts. This is one of the biggest times of the year. And if people don't know wrestling, WrestleMania is our Super Bowl. Now, those who are WWE fans and not WWE fans or in between, that is our Super Bowl. That is the, the time where... Uh, just like the Super Bowl, we go out into the stores and we get the uh, nachos and we get the hot dogs and we get the hamburgers and and we just grill and have a great time, whether we're there at the venue or at home, because, again, it's our Super Bowl. I even know people in other states where WrestleMania is not in. They go outside and grill in their backyard. You know, they even tailgate in certain parking lots. That's how big this event gets. And uh, if you don't get it, if, if you don't get what I'm saying, please ask other people that are wrestling fans that and they will tell you the same thing uh, that it is our SB. And that's how we do things. And you know what? I'm not even mad at that. Thanks to Vince McMahon. Thanks to independent wrestling. Uh, thanks to pop culture for uh, having us uh, get into something like that. So. We had a fun time. I ended up going to uh, Game Changer Wrestling. I ended up going to Orlando City Wrestling, getting with uh, Russell City Radio. Uh, so so um, I was in the video. I'm sorry, I'm stuttering a little bit. I was in a live video, so ask me where it is on Facebook if you want it. I had a great time down there. I finally met one of my sensational crushes, Willow Nightingale, who's a very, very bubbly uh, personality, and I want to give a shout-out to her. Uh, since we had met, um, you know, cause Shin Blade has a crush on her is, is that bubbly either, either it's her or that personality that comes out. I don't know, but, um, seeing Matt Seidel at that show, um, I haven't seen him since, uh, so long. Um, I'm praying for him. You know, he, he just got, um, into a little trouble, but he's out, he's doing his thing now. Um, so anyway, um, I did from a friend get tickets to the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony. I got floor seats, which was very important. So when they told me I ran, I, I already had my suit, my clothes and went down and had to uh, had to attend. I saw Teddy Long get inducted. I saw Kurt Angle spill milk on himself when he get inducted. It was a very glorious night. It was a uh, it was a happening. Um, if it's my only time, then I'm very blessed. Uh, and then my friend, uh, Monique Dupree, the original God and Monet Dupree, the double Dupree's were down there. So I had to get my pictures in. And also, uh, my friend Andy Weinberg was down there. He was, he was in the lot. So I couldn't get close to him. And, uh, we chatted afterwards. By the way, Andy, if you listen to the show, toss me a winter median shirt, would you please? All right. So anyway, back to WrestleCon. Um, I met almost everybody from Lucha Underground. I was there. I talked to Jack Evans for a bit and Helico. Um, 
Mil Muertes, who was there. I should have got a picture with him and uh, Katrina together. Um, I can't name enough. It, it, it's just that big a convention. This is when wrestling takes over Orlando, Florida. Next year, it's going to take over uh, New Orleans, Louisiana for that WrestleMania. I can't wait to go. I've never been to New Orleans in my life. And I'm just going to be a fat kid when I go down there. I don't care if I work out every day now. I don't, I just do not care. So anyway, caught a CZW show. Shout out to uh, DJ Hyde. I was trying to go to a Beyond show afterwards, but CZW ran over and the traffic was horrible. Uh, so I ended up going to Shenanigans uh, Nightclub where I finally met both members of Crime Time. Uh, Katie Lee Burchill, uh, Katarina Waters. Uh, Eugene, my man ACH was down there. Kevin Nash was down there because it was his party. The people at PWR Pro Wrestling Report, David Hero, Linda Kay, uh, Damian Nelson was down there. So I just had a really, really, really fun time. Even my friend, my uh, former colleagues at Under the Mat Radio was there. Uh, Tech, Saltine, uh, let's see, uh, LSR Security, and the Queen was there, even though we don't get along. So Anyway, uh, also a shout out to my good friend. We're becoming really, really close friends. Um, I call him Mark Nificent, uh, Mark Vinson. He's a photographer uh, at Russell Pro. He does freelance. A lot of the uh, the guys in the back love him for his photography. He comes up to Battle Club Pro in the Bronx, New York. So I'll be seeing him soon uh, with these dates on the weekend. But anyway... Let's go on to this uh, interview. I'm going to tell you what the guest is. The guest is none other than the pretty boy killer himself, Shane Taylor. In Ring of Honor, he's the notorious one. Um, my man is from Cleveland, Ohio. We're good friends. But unfortunately, as far as sports, we're not that good friends. We're going to talk a lot of crap to each other. So wait until football season. We're just going to go in on each other. Very cool guy. Um, I can't say enough about him. He granted me this interview. Um, what I found out is not many people interview him, which I think is a travesty because he's a very, very smart guy. He's a very knowledgeable guy. And also after this episode, I do have a bonus, uh, kind of like an episode or a bonus material where we talk sports and we just go in talking sports. It, it's insane. So please listen to this episode first, because it's going to tell about his origins in Cleveland growing up and his father being a great influence to him up until not up until, but up when he goes into college, and then he finds himself in the world of professional wrestling. Why did he get in there? You're going to have to listen to the interview to check it out. But before I get into the interview, I have a musical guest by the name of Lord Luminous. Now, uh, this guy tweeted me his links, uh, just like everybody else on Twitter, as always. And I tell people, don't tweet me your links. If you're going to e- if you're going to give me links or or anything of that nature, Email me at shin.blade.808 at gmail.com. That is shin.blade.808 at gmail.com. So he he sent me uh, this song. He sent me two songs. One was a Jay Dilla type thing. Um, I didn't want to play that because I didn't want to get sued. It sounded too much of his track from uh, J Love Japan, uh, which was the beat on one of his uh, final songs because I love that album. Uh, so anyway, I took a song called General Principles from Lord Luminous. It has a couple M-bombs in there. So uh, forgive me for putting it on, but I thought the song was very meaningful. And it went with uh, Shane Taylor as being a notorious PBK. Maybe a uh, name for an episode. So, you know, between Shane and growing up at Cleveland and uh, also being black uh, as as I would say, or other people say African-American, which I hate that terminology. Uh, this song goes with it, and I hope Shane likes it too. So if you like what you hear as far as the song, check out Lord Luminous on Twitter at Lord Luminous, L-U-M-I-N-O-U-S, and on Instagram under Lord Luminous, but the one after it because he got imitators. Anyway, before I get to the interview with Shane Taylor, here's Lord Luminous with General Principles. Castle Quincy 2, this is Black Pop, Station y'all. C4, then White Eric Garner, Mike Brown, killed by cops. 
Block spin hot, black still busting shots, racism self-hate, media instigates, wars are financed by skins as clock cage, money makes a nigga a slave for real yo, from crack the 9 to 5, signing with Interscope, Warner Brother Universal, a death jam, pork's not an option but I'm known for going in ham, did he do it, smack Drake in the face, if Iggy's the best rapper, I said it on his tapes, hip hop's dead, notice the pale face, you make it about race, exodus with no black face, King is Khan was he played by John Wayne, Cleopatra played by Elizabeth Tay, a black Santa Claus bring color to the picture, God forbid Jesus Christ is a dark nigga, look, I'm just trying to say what most these niggas are afraid to say, the difference is I'm off the chain as a free slave, not concerning all you Christians and you Jews, Buddhists and Muslims, the devil's still paying dues, from Oxnard, black love and brown pride, hip hop brought us all together, peace 805, dropping shells, bringing battle to this industry, should have been a masseuse, but y'all niggas ain't feeling me, street poetry, universal surgery, speaking in tongues only if you would understand the cheat, the revolution has been televised, people's land only backs can't breathe, with their hands held high, I'm just looking out my window with my tech nine, got a home to protect just in case they try to come inside, enough respect to all you dancers and you b-boys, graffiti artists, DJs, New York born, birth for hip hop, Los Angeles we did adopt, then overseas Amsterdam blowing the smoke shops, call the cops, I got guns by my side too, they call us Blackwater overrunning, that's some bad news, I hope y'all all drop albums in the same year, tired of taking the trash out every different year, this is hip hop, stop playing with my culture, Nat Turner with the axe bloody massacre, white flesh everywhere loving this dark meat, might beat it up like pass on the MP, see trouble, tuck your chains when you see me, I got money but your money man's robbery, peace to the gods, beautiful earth with the power you, like Ghostface says black women are our bamboo, this is for the youth, I make it clear so you can see through a lot of these artists ain't said nothing, Pooty Saint Juice, a hundred proof, that's truth, you can feel the burn, taking shots to the head, hard lessons learned, history does repeat itself as the world turns, I swear rappers are like roaches, turn these lights on, there's too many, fumigate the whole place, rest in peace to Big Pop and Tupac, ODB, Master J and Easy, Aaliyah Left Eye, even to Whitney, so many lost with death that ends tragically, lyrical majesty, this crown fits perfectly, nothing like loyalty, hard to find, trust me, I'm dangerous, poisonous tips, dark stick, straight to the point like mug shots from a pay snitch, backhand still swings like a piss pimp, out of line straighten you out like crease khakis, y'all look retarded, skinny jeans with your pants saggy, too many mommies, Gotta play daddies, that's why so many boys gotta play patty No marketing beast, can't sell and can't eat Same coast on the streets, I guess we all beasts That's hip-hop, y'all But you, um, coming out of Cleveland, what, what got you into wrestling? As far as, you mean, you went to college and you could have been this guy in business and management but you instead got into professional wrestling professional wrestling you know is something that I've always loved it's something that I watched all the time when I was a kid um, the very first show that I went to was at the Richfield Coliseum with, with my father he took me and my brothers uh, and I saw Kerry Von Eric versus the Warlord oh, man. at the Richfield Coliseum and the match went to a double count out, and I watched this building lose their mind. People are throwing popcorn, people are throwing <laughs> drinks. It's a madhouse. And I just remember sitting there, and I went to throw I went to throw something, and my dad looked at me, didn't say anything. Do you look? But the look was, I dare you to throw that. You know what I mean? yeah, like, yeah. So, I, so, so I sat it down, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just re- I remember at that moment going, wow. They don't even know these people, but look at how much, look at the reaction that they're getting. I want to be able to affect people like that. Okay. Um, and so it's something that always stuck in the back of my mind, you know, and playing football and, and, and wrestling throughout uh, middle school, high school, and college, you know, and, and all that stuff. Uh, once I graduated from from college, and um, I, I wanted to figure out a way to best apply both of my skill sets, whether it be my business management degree or my love of professional wrestling. And I get to do it by doing what I'm doing now and being a professional wrestler and working for Ring of Honor. Um, I get to market myself. I get to brand myself. 
and I get to create my own business and run it mm-hmm. um, and create my, my own brand. Uh, so that's, it's the best of both worlds. So when you played football in college, did you play like uh, NCAA level mm-hmm. or uh, Division Two? Yeah, it, it, it was D2. Uh, we were D1 for wrestling at Slippery Rock University. But uh, What's it D2? called? Slippery Rock University. I have never heard of it. Yeah, it's in western Pennsylvania uh, by like Butler and about an hour or so away from Pittsburgh. Oh, so you uh, you left Cleveland to go to college. You didn't you didn't stay in the uh, city area and, mm-hmm. and work out of it. Uh, that, that was where I got my scholarship from. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went there for a camp in high school and we went there for a camp and I, and I really liked it. It was low key. It was... Uh, off, off in the middle of nowhere, mm-hmm. but just enough stuff around to have things to do, but not enough stuff to really do anything dumb and get in trouble. Oh yeah, you yeah. Know? So um, you always gotta have that. I love, I exactly. love uh, small, small class sizes. Small, places. small class sizes. Um, so it was perfect for me to be able to do what I had to do and uh, get my education and meet some cool people. Um, some lifelong friends that I have from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Alpha Sigma Phi fraternity to all the boys there at the Delta Delta chapter. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Um, so, so, so that was fun. Um, so, so um, you, you know, you're in college, and then you you have this degree, but you got into wrestling, and what, and to me, I always ask this question for people who don't know because. Um, you know, we want to know, but what broke you in? Like, what just made you say, "Look, I want to do this." Like, and then maybe, maybe I'm I'm phrasing that wrong, but like, who got you in? Like, when you walked in and you wanted to wrestle, like, who mm-hmm. trained you and, and and put you up? To the, it? the the guys that trained me are uh, obviously Ray Rowe, uh, you know, worldwide star is over in New Japan right now, killing it. Um, former Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion, um, and a guy by the name of Jerry Myers, uh, a.k.a. J-Rock, uh, who will actually be in Baltimore tomorrow for, for our TV tapings for Ring of Honor. Really? Uh, yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to to see him and see what he makes of the opportunity that he has. I, I wish him nothing but the best. Uh, but those are the two guys that, uh, that trained me and kind of brought me in. I had messaged J-Rock, you know, online for a while and finally got the chance to meet him at a show Mm -hmm. um, and started talking with him and Ray and they kind of just, they assessed my attitude and my willingness to learn and grow uh, and accept coaching. Um, They kind of took me under their wing and kind of, you know, protected me from a lot of things Mm -hmm. Um, and then kind of just, you know, I kind of rode off with them, and and the and the rest is history. Um, so you worked for companies like uh, what was it? AAW. I don't know the AAW. AIW. AIW. Um, I get those confused. At the time, I didn't at and I, and I still don't. Not because I necessarily don't want to, but uh, at the time there was a big there there was a big split in Cleveland wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of personal animosity from a lot of people to other people. And I found myself just getting into it on one side of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just never delved into the other side of it. Uh, and so just the way it worked out, um, I just haven't really... I, I, I think I've done one show for him, but that was about it. Um, and it just been one of those things. It just never happened. It just never came about uh, due to you know personal feelings with other people in different situations and... Uh, just one of those things that just never came to be. Okay, because um, I think one time you you face row, mm-hmm. and this was non Ring of Honor basis in mm-hmm. in Cleveland. Um, I forget that what company that was. Though. I think that was for Hard Knock Wrestling. Okay, because uh, I was willing to see that. And 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 for Firestorm Pro oh. Wrestling too. Okay, and you know, uh, you also, I mean, being a Cleveland guy, you moved to Texas, mm-hmm. and you know, um, what what made you. What made you do that? Oh. I I had been I, was was it the split or? Oh no no no! It 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 was a simple case of I had felt like I had reached sort of a plateau. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really progressing. I, I wasn't being able to be 
put in the ring with a lot of guys that I felt were better than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in the ring with a lot of good guys, but we were all on the same level. I mean, and you don't get better doing this unless you're in the ring with people who are better than you. Okay. You know? Um, and I mean, Miles better than you, so they can teach you what you need to learn, and you can see where you have to be, mm-hmm. and you have that roadmap in front of you. Mm-hmm. You don't get better wrestling the same people over and over and over again. I tell um, a lot of wrestlers I know that because yeah. they, cause some, some of the wrestlers want to be in your position. You know, yeah. and, and I tell them say like, you gotta you gotta face guys who are like way experienced who can who can teach you, and it's also it's it's a mixed bag because some guys can teach you and they can help you get better, mm-hmm. and there's other guys where they're, they're bitter because they didn't reach a certain plateau, yeah. and they just beat the crap out of you mm-hmm. and just it, it's kind of a mental abuse where they just break you down to nothing. Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I seen that happen more than once. That's that's. Unfortunately, there's a there's a there's a few bad apples, you know, and an otherwise great bunch. You know, ninety nine point nine percent of any veteran that I've walked up to and talked to, and have sought advice from, they have helped me uh, in more ways than I I can thank them for. Mm-hmm. And and yeah, occasionally you get people that are jerks about it, but that's that's so few and far between. Um, at least from my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but as far as, you know, I'm I'm in a position now where I, I, I'm very, very fortunate. Um, I'm still learning and growing as a performer, as, as, a, as a talent, and I get to be in the ring with, you know, uh, undoubtedly some of the best competitors in the world and some of the best guys in the world that, you know, that do this as, as, as a living. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while a lot of people are, you know, while you say a lot, a lot of people want to be in my shoes, I am no different than them. You know, I want to be at a certain point, and I and I have certain goals and expectations for myself, and that all starts with, you know, learning as much as I can from the guys around me right now, mm-hmm. um, and growing and 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 trying to um, be the guy that pushes them, and not only just pushes them but surpasses them, uh, and make myself. And turn myself in, 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 in into the guy to, to be the guy that can carry that ring of honor mantle for the next, you know, fifteen years or how or however long it is. Okay, because um, I know that you move, you you're currently residing in Texas now, Houston, and yeah. I, I know that's gonna be a uh, hell of a change in weather uh, as far as the summer because Houston is like 120 in the shade out there. It's, it's not that. <laughs> it is. It, it it does get pretty hot during the summer, but I mean. Most people, when it gets hot, they stay inside. So it's like anywhere else. It's mm-hmm. like if you work outside, you kind of screwed. But uh, I felt that, I felt that way like last week in Orlando at WrestleCon, uh, it, it WrestleMania week. It was hot in Orlando. It, my my yeah. hotel was fifteen minutes walking distance from the uh, convention center, and that Friday after the convention, I just felt like I was carrying like a load on my back. Yeah, you know, that's not no joke. You know, I, I drank an energy drink and I was, and it just barely put picked me up. That was the same night I went to the Hall of Fame ceremony, and like that shower was a shock to my system oh, yeah. when I, when I took it. But you went down to Texas, so you wanted to uh, perfect your craft. Then mm-hmm. you ended up. Um, did, did Ray get you to move? Did Roe get you to move? Ray Ray had been down there for about four years down in Texas for about four years prior to me coming down, and he had been calling me. And, and telling me over and over and over again, you know, hey, man, it, there's some good opportunities down here. Mm-hmm. You really need to come down here. You really need to do, you really need to do this. And I was weighing the options and, mm-hmm. you know, deciding if I was ready, if I was ready for that change, if there was any, any more room for me to grow in, in the Midwest, Northeast scene. Mm-hmm. And, I was, and, I, and at that time, there wasn't, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, things things have picked back up recently, and there's a lot of good stuff going on now in the Midwest and and, and Northeast areas, but there wasn't then. Um, what year are we talking about? Uh, two thousand thirteen. Okay. I mean, like it, it's. I mean, and, and granted, and and you still have your your big places like your Jersey All Pros and your CZWs and all that and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I wasn't on their radar there, mm-hmm. so that so that wasn't an option or anything like that. Uh, so coming down to tech, coming down to Texas and reinventing myself and um, kind kind of starting over fresh um, was the best plan and it's worked out for me beautifully. 
Well, that's what's uh, keeping me from moving from Maryland to all this uh, New York, New Jersey business because mm-hmm. I have friends in Russell Pro, uh, Tier One mm-hmm. Wrestling, Battle Club Pro. All Shout out to the Heavenly Bodies too. Oh man, I love those yeah, guys. Yeah, I, I just those are my dudes. I just saw uh, what was it? Uh, was it uh, Justin? Yes, uh, Gigolo Justin yeah. uh, at a shenanigans party, mm-hmm. and um, those those guys are so awesome. Yeah, they're and good dudes. I remember I saw them through Reality of Wrestling. And then that's where I met them. Oh, you did? Yep, yep. And then I didn't know they were from that area, New Jersey, New York area, and uh, their manager, Shiny Edward Jackson, mm-hmm. which is a good friend of mine. So they they always know I enjoy them. And then also, uh, a friend of mine just had a birthday, and EJ Five, uh, Chris Payne, mm-hmm. uh, who's uh, you know, he's another guy that's trying to come up in the ranks, and I think the right people need to look at him. Mm-hmm. Um, so in Texas, you move, uh, Ray got you to move, and then eventually down the line, uh, you met with uh, Keith Lee, yeah. who uh, to me is an amazing talent. Sometimes watching him on TV, I can't believe some of the stuff he does for a man of his size. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's built like a, uh, he's built like a, a bulldozer. Mm-hmm. And he does planches and everything, and yeah. I'm just like, this guy pretty is pretty much is limitless. Yeah, I mean that, that's that's the thing when you talk about Keith. It's not just a moniker. That's that's what that's who he is. It's what he believes. It's how he trains. That's that's him. You know, and uh, both of us kind kind of when when people when people say things, and I know, you, and I know you didn't mean it like this, mm-hmm. but when people say move well or do things well for being that size both of us kind of go eh, yeah. we we do things well period don't don't try, don't try to quantify it and don't try to label it mm-hmm. or, or put us in, in, in this class we do things well period okay um, um, and, and and for him it's it's just some of the many tools in his bag that he has at his disposal to be able to pull out those high flying moves um, and really kind of change his style and adapt to the opponent that he's in the ring with. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to have the same match, say, with Ray Rowe that he would with, you know, um, Sammy Callahan or, or Dave Crist or Ricochet, for example. Um, he, I've seen that match. He, he's able to do a lot of things and kind of um, challenge people at their game. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's very much a, if you think about fighting, like like a John Jones game plan, like whatever you're good at, that's how he's going to beat you. He's going to beat you at what you do best. And if he can't beat you at that, then that's when the other stuff comes into play and then he'll just simply throw you around the ring. Well, I just saw him uh, wrestle Donovan Dijak mm-hmm. over, I mean, I saw it in uh, replay. It happened over the weekend. Right. And it was just like two big guys flying and I seen that from him and I just tweeted that he was one of the greatest big men ever for his agility because I have never seen anybody fight like that. I don't, um, you you don't you don't do stuff like that like planches or uh, I like sometimes I, I can I just choose not to okay I mean for for me we, we, we have two different fundamental ways of looking at wrestling um, and while there there are some things that I do to um, to enhance you know and and to show my agility and athleticism my style isn't that my style is just, hey, I'm going to come in and hit you really hard, mm-hmm. and you're going to drop. And if you don't <laughs> drop, I'm going to keep hitting you until you do. Yeah. Uh, that That's that's the Cleveland in me. That's that's who I am. That's mm-hmm. how I was raised. That's that's my mentality. Um, so in that aspect, that's where we differ, but that's what also makes us a good team because you get everything. You, you don't know if you're going to get punched in the face. You don't know if you're going to get... Toss in the air. You don't know if, if we're gonna jump on you. You have no idea what's coming. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, whatever it is, is is gonna hurt. That's gonna hurt really bad. <laughs> yeah, imagine the guy your stature. If I'm standing across the ring from you, I know that win, lose, a draw is going to hurt. Yeah. Uh, period. You know, um, you guys debuted as a uh, tag team. I I always often wonder if you guys ever faced each other in independence. Like we have not in the that, ring. I, I we have not. I would like to know how would that turn out. I think it would just be two exhausted individuals in the ring. I mean, this is the thing. You have if if you and or when you have the Keith Lee versus Shane Taylor match. Keith Lee's fans will tell you, of course, Keith Lee's gonna win. Shane Taylor fans will tell you, of course, Shane Taylor's going to win. And for me, it 
it's all about game plans. It's all about where the match goes. If you let Keith start flying around, there's a good chance you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. Um, so the best game plan is to stop that from ever happening. So my game plan going in would be to end it quick, to end it early, you know, put hands on him and get him out of there. Yeah, because I've seen, the, uh, other than Dijet match, I've seen the match with him live against uh, Zack Sabre Jr., mm-hmm. and that just reminded me of a fly just trying to nick it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, w- it was that bad. Um, so your team was on Ring of Honor, Limitless and Notor- Limitless and Notorious, mm-hmm. and I was thinking that you guys were pretty boy killers as a tag team, or it was that was your singles. Well, no. Um, pretty boy killers... Uh, is is our tag team name that we have all across the country, um, due to you know t like like t TV and corporate America and things like like that. You can't always use names like killers. On, oh yeah, yeah, on, I forgot on on TV, especially in the tumultuous times that we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, so for a while we just didn't have a name, and then you know we we kind of just went with things that we were known by. Well, you yeah, sure as hell can't use Pretty Boy Crackers using the K up there. That would be yeah, controversial. Yeah, too. that would be controversial, and, and it, too. And we mean crackers like like just crack people's skulls. But yeah. it's kind of wordplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it is it is what it is. I completely understand it from a business side of it and from a projection and marketing standpoint. I completely understand why you would kind of downplay that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for other places where that's not an issue... You know, that, uh, that's not something that they have to worry about, you know, people writing in or calling in or, or being online and, and complaining about and losing sponsorships or anything like that. Oh, yeah. Um, that's that's our team name, PBK, Pretty Boy Killers. Uh, and, and, and a lot of people like it. A lot of people love it, you know. And they, and they compared you to another tag team on the East Coast called the Hit Squad. Uh, yeah. Danny Moff and uh, Steve Mack. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing because you two are black guys, and they, these guys are uh, Latino. I don't mm-hmm. know Steve Mac, uh, Monster Mac, mm-hmm. uh, totally, but I think I would go by. Uh, I, I, know. I, I think he is. So it was like you two guys in the ring, and personally, I would like to see you two teams uh, go at it. We did actually. We we did. Uh, we beyond were, wasn't it? It was. At, oh it, man, it I remember that. Wrestling it was that Beyond Wrestling, and uh, I. It, it was a hell of a fight. They they lived up to every bit of the reputation that they had. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hurt, didn't it? Of course it did. That's, I mean, that's, <laughs> you're, talk, you're talking about four dudes over 300 pounds in, in, in there throwing hands and flying around. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, PBK was victorious, and we it, it was good to, to kind of put that feather in our cap mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and keep moving forward. I, I personally want to see that on a national stage. Now I got to call Beyond and see if I can get a DVD <laughs> of that that match because um, I haven't been to a Beyond show yet. I was oh, supposed to go in Orlando, but it was like I was at a CZW show and it ran overtime and mm. the traffic was bad, and I, I just didn't end up going. And I and I hear it's a great company. That's good. That's because of my friend uh, Larry Legend. He um, I don't know if he's still man. ring announcer. Oh man, he isn't he great? He, he yeah. just has that voice and he has that personality. I'll tell you one thing about him. I saw him at a Joey Janela show before it started, before he had a change. And he came in with his little hat and his little suit. And he looked like the dude from the movie Get Out. The little meme that came by. Yeah. and had, I don't, I, I never seen Get Out, or nor had have the... I, um, I, I, I have not, nor will I. Me neither. Uh, because a lot of people are like, oh, well. Especially, like, I am in an interracial relationship. My daughter is, in, my daughter is biracial. And so they're like, oh, well, you got to see it. Like, Bro, why would I rock the boat in my own relationship? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to cut off my nose and spite my face. Like, I'm sure it's a great film. I know a lot of people did great, great, great work. I'm glad it had the success that it did. I won't be watching it simply because I'm not trying to mess up my own stuff. Think, thinking way too much and reading way too much into things. Which may or, not, may or may not be true. Who knows? It's all speculation. But, I mean, it is what it is. Like so, I didn't because of the narrative of what it could bring. Because I, I nearly, um, I wouldn't say I nearly got into a fight, but I nearly got, I nearly, I just felt like this salt coming out of me when I took my uh, date to see Dear White People, and and she's and she's white, 
And it was just the way that that movie, uh, closer to the end where they had the party, it just felt so degrading. Like, I'm just looking at her like, how can she watch this movie with me? I don't know if she's laughing or she's doing whatever. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Roots. It's just like, you know, you had, I don't know, I don't know who yeah. your, uh, your, uh, what race your uh, significant other is, but, you know, if you're with a uh, white, a white woman, Caucasian woman, and you see all this slave stuff happening, you're just looking at her like, what am I here for? Like, am I here to piss off your dad or, or whatever? Or, but you, that's what you I mean, know, man, by like, it, it causes questions. That's what I mean, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not about to rock the boat in my own, in my own life. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm happy things are good you know I'm not about to read read too much into anything and create unnecessary problems for myself that I don't need so I'm trying to figure out how many relationships were destroyed from that movie like how many interracial relationships I, I probably a bunch probably yeah. a bunch but I mean again make choices well I mean? well um I, 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 it's I, not I, the fault of the movie. No, no. So, you know what I mean? It's, it, it's just the narrative that comes with it. Like, I mean, what yeah, it can bring in the conversations. But again, you, you choose to let those things bother you, mm -hmm. or you don't choose to let those things bother you. Some some people, I'm sure there are a lot of great couples out there who saw it, and nothing has changed for them. It was just entertainment, the mm -hmm. way it's, it's supposed to be. And for some, maybe they took it a little differently. I don't know. Well, there's a lot of subliminal messages in oh, uh, television and movies where, like, you see something and uh, it's not what you see. It's something deep. Just like Disney movies. Mm -hmm. um, like, in, to me, in Disney movies, you'll never see a Jewish uh, uh, protagonist uh, in, in Disney movies because they say why Walt Disney was against Jews uh, or whatever. We don't know that for sure. Right. But anyway, Larry, he's, he's a great guy. I've been trying to pin him down for at least about a year now. But he's always on the move. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, you personally, you on Facebook, you, right. you talk about your daughter a lot. Mm -hmm. She's very, very beautiful. Uh, she's. Well, I'm not gonna say to anybody's face that your daughter's not attractive, but you, you, your daughter is your world. Absolutely. You know, um, she's like what two now? Two. Yep. So, so you're one of those guys that you know you just like working your dates, and then you just run back home to your. My, my, growing up the way I did, man, my home is my sanctuary. My home is, is my refuge. My home is, is, is my place to get away from the world, man. Uh, and I, I am so incredibly blessed to be at a point now that I, I make my living doing this mm -hmm. and I get to be with my daughter, um, four or five days a week, as long as I'm not flying out and, and doing things, you know, and, and, and traveling, but I get to spend all day with her. I I, I get to laugh and joke with her and, and do all the things that, that you know that we all want to be there to do for our kids. And uh, yeah, man, she's she's my everything. Uh, she's she's the reason that I do all this stuff. You know, other than the fact that I love my job and doing what I do, but she's the reason that I'm killing myself in the gym to, to <laughs> present to present you know a a world a world champion image, you know, to to the professional wrestling world, to Ring of Honor, to show them that, you know, uh, I can be the guy that can carry the ball here like, like a Jay Briscoe or like an Adam Cole or like a Jay Lethal. Um, I can be that guy. Mm -hmm. And I know I have the potential to do it. I know the people, the people around me uh, that believe in me to have the potential, the, the potential to do it. Um, and she believes in me mm -hmm. and, and my daughter, you know, uh, so, um, she is the motivation for all of this. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, when I post those videos, when I post the pictures that that's just letting people see, uh, a, a, another side of me, mm -hmm. um, that they wouldn't normally see on a TV screen. Um, and that, and that, and that, and that's just be being real. You know what I mean? Okay. Like people can connect to you and they understand what it's like to have kids. They understand what it's like to travel and, and, and be away from them. It's so difficult. I don't I don't have children nor that I'm married, but it's so difficult because, you know, it's all in time. You know, you, you, you're spending spending time with kids. You know, you, you give so much of yourself over here. Then you, uh, for those who have 95, you give yourself over here. Then the significant other, you give yourself over there. Mm -hmm. 
and then sometimes you don't have time for yourself. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's, it's much of a it's much of a measure on how to uh, balance everything in life. Mm-hmm. And you know, because one of one of the guys I like in the business, uh, Kevin Steen, yes. goes by Kevin Owens. He, he loves working for WWE. No, he works for WWE, but he loves just running home and taking his kids to school. Oh, and and um, that's what I love about him. I, I'm, I hope I'm not exposing the business, but everybody knows this for a fact. I mean, when when you have lives, my life is far different than his. You know, because he's he is. Uh, he, he's at a different place. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you look at guys like him or like the Young Bucks, they and they say the same thing. They get to take their daughters, their, their sons and daughters to school, uh, and, and they get to, to hang out with them and, and do all that kind of great stuff. Um, young Bucks have and, a lot of kids, though. Yeah, I yeah, they have a few. Yeah, they have a few. I thought they had like three or four. Not each. Uh, I, 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 I thought they had I think combined three or four, but you know, I'm I'm not I'm not one hundred per per percent sure, but um, but I I know I got I got to meet their family uh, in in Lakeland and their be- beautiful family. Are they um, practicing super kicks? I I do believe there was a video. <laughs> uh, I I can't remember whose daughter, but they but they were like going across the room, slapping that leg, <laughs> raising that and raising that leg up, so. So so it's definitely coming. We got we got to put Carino. Uh, um, we got to bring Carino from WWE to, to show him that because he would just go nuts. Second generation super kick. Yeah. He's a great guy though, but you know he's he he's awesome. He's a very awesome guy. Oh my god, I'm I'm losing my mind here. Okay, so in this world of social media, in this world of wrestling business, right. even though I am media and that side of things. You're also the the thing between us. We have uh, Sir Mo. Oh yeah. Uh, from uh, Men on a Mission, and you uh-huh. faced him a couple times. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget his company name though, but he it, advertised. It, it, it's it's Soar S O A R Soar yeah. Championship Wrestling out, out of Dallas. Yeah. I was shocked that he moved. He moved from North Carolina to Dallas, Texas. Um, you know, I, he he invited me out there a couple times, mm-hmm. but I just, I just got to put it together. But how, how is he in the ring? Mo Mo is the man. I mean, for 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 doing the things that he's done, you don't get to that level and not have a certain, uh, cert uh, a certain ability. And he's every bit as good now as he was then. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my dealings with Sir Mo as a businessman have always been great. Um, as a promoter, has always been great. Um, he he like he likes to talk a lot of trash. Yeah, he does. Um, and and as someone who does my fair share of trash talking, you know there are lines not to cross. Yeah. Um, family is one of them. Family is one of them. And when you mention my family or you mention my daughter, you bring out a side of me that you do not want to see. Um, and it's a side that I've I've let rest easy for the past few, few years for the sake of my family and for the sake of... Uh, a, a, for for the sake of the physical well being of a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, but Mo is one of those guys who's been able to touch that kind of nerve. Uh, oh, so uh, yeah, the next the next chance I, I get, I, I I do believe, a, a, April fifteenth, I'm back at Soar to challenge Lou Gotti Starrett, um for his Soar Heavyweight Championship title. Um, he's the first champion. They just had that tournament. Um, and Lou Gotti Starrett won another Cleveland guy, um, and I'm, I'm proud of him for what for what he's done. But the only way that I'm gonna really get to Mo is to take what he holds dear, and that's the keys to his kingdom, and that's that championship. And once I do that, he's gonna have to he's gonna have no choice but to stand in front of me and either apologize for what he said, tell me I'm the man. Or I'm gonna knock his block off in front of every kid, in front of his girl, in front of everybody. I'm gonna embarrass that man. Okay, all right. Well, I, I'll let him. I I don't. I probably don't have to let him know that he already knows. Oh, he knows. So trust me, he knows. So uh, let me let me wrap this up really quick because I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you a couple questions. This just, right. just to fire off. Right. As far as the Ring of Honor locker room, and again, this is not uh, crap talking anyway. One of the questions I want to ask is, who's the funniest guy you ever encountered? Locker room. Ooh. Dalton Castle's hilarious. 
Dal- Dalton Castle it would probably have to go down for me as the funniest guy. And actually, he has a start in Baltimore like two years ago. Yeah. Like, this is where he really flourished. Yeah. Like, he walked in, he walked in, and who is that? And he walked out, like, standing ovation, and him they, and Jay Lethal. And they knew, they knew who he was after that. But he's, he's, he's a funny dude. Alright, um, let's see. Funniest guy in the locker room, Dalton Castle. Uh, locker room leader. Who do you find as locker room leader? That's tough, man, because there, there are so many. There's so many of them, and so many people lead in different styles, okay. in different ways. Some guys are verbal. Some some guys simply just go out and work their asses off and lead by example through action. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're talking about locker room leaders, though, you're talking about a guy like Christopher Daniels, who's been doing it for oh yeah, you know, forever. You know, one of the best minds in the business, going out there night in, night out. Um, killing it, you know, but also will take the time to be able to tell you different things and give you advice and, and lead you down the right path. You're talking about Jay Briscoe, mm-hmm. who, you know, is, is more like the sort of Ray, Ray Lewis of the locker room. You know, he's, he's... I feel that from him. When he talks to you, you, you feel it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like when, when, when he motivates you, you feel it. Um, you talk about a guy like Jay Lethal, who just simply goes out and executes flawlessly night in night out talk about a guy like Adam Cole who just by his his mannerisms and how, and how he carries himself yeah. you know you, you try to emulate that um, you try to emulate that sort of quality that, that he has to, to, to make your to raise your game and elevate you to where you need to be um, so I mean there, there, there are so many guys there that can be you know as far as locker room leadership goes. Alright. Here's uh toughest guy that you ever faced. Like who can really go, who can really give it to you? Uh, that's that's tough to say because I haven't faced everyone there yet. Uh but I've been in the ring with Jay Briscoe. Um uh, I feel like if, if I if I was gonna name anybody, it would either be Jay Briscoe or Ray Rowe. Okay. Well, we've seen those matches. Uh, whoever watches Ring of Honor TV, we've seen those matches. Uh, Everybody should be watching yes. Ring of Honor TV. First off. First off. We've seen Limitless and uh, Notorious go against uh, War Machine, and you guys kill each other. You, you guys beat the crap out of each other in the back, like during promos and vignettes. Hey, man, I, I told you. We're, I'm from Cleveland, man. Wherever I see you is where it goes down. Oh, okay. If I, if I see you in the freight truck area, mm-hmm. That's where you're catching these hands. Okay. If, if I see you at the convenience store down the street, that's where you're catching these hands. Okay. So that's <laughs> it, it. Just happened to be right there. We saw him come in the uh, into the venue, or you know, if if we make it to the ring and we make it to the match, then then it happens out there for the world to see. Okay. Well, do you have anything else that you want to give to the fans and let them know your uh, links or a piece of advice that you want to give to upcoming wrestlers? Piece of advice to upcoming wrestlers: Know who you are. Stay who you are. Um, but don't take yourself so seriously that you can't uh, you can't uh, adapt to things and change. Uh, I heard a great quote, and it said, "Sometimes you have to step outside outside of yourself to see what you can really be." Um, and that just means don't have an ego. Don't don't think you're above anything or beyond any, anything or better than anybody because you can learn something from everybody that that you meet, whether it's the people you're you're in the ring with or the guy doing concessions. You can learn something from everybody. Um, but yeah, uh, follow me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Shane Two One Six Taylor. Uh, Facebook uh, Notorious Shane. Hit, uh, Notorious Shane Taylor. Also check check out ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shane Taylor and BottomLineMerch.com as well slash Shane Taylor. Pick up some t-shirts, some, mer- some merchandise, and uh, yeah, buy some for the whole family. <laughs> well, Shane, uh, you know, the sports talk, uh, thank you very much. We extended this interview because of sports talk. <laughs> um, so next time you're, we're in town together, we, we can do a little update. We can Absolutely. Um, we can wax poetic about uh, whatever happens. I think 
being it, uh, at this time, probably about another five or six months, the NFL would be back and we could we could do something. It's all, it's all about the Browns, baby. It's all about the Browns. <laughs> well, then again, uh, I hate to make uh, you mad, but I'm a Ravens guy. This this interview is over. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, there there we go. There's the rivalry that that comes down to it. The uh, the, the Baltimore Old Browns, as I call them. Oh, okay. Well, we, can go, we can go with that. We can go with that. We we even put some paint on it. But we gave we gave you guys a name and the the lineage back of the Browns. And you can't give us something back that was already ours. So. Okay. Okay. Well, people are still mad that the Ravens moved to. Uh, I mean, the Browns relocated to Baltimore, Art Medell, and became the Ravens. But then again, I'm not a Baltimorean. But Baltimoreans got mad because the Colts left in the middle of the night and went right. to Indianapolis. So, so it's, it's so, a whole bunch of canary. So two, two, rights, two wrongs don't make it right, my man. It's just not how it goes. And then again, there's a couple Super Bowls for the Ravens, and then uh, the Colts got theirs too. Listen, those those all belong in Cleveland. Okay? It's, 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 really what's it's really what's going on with that. Well, I wish you guys well next season, and sure. not just that one win. The Cavaliers... They're going to be having a couple winning seasons uh, yeah. with a fine tool team. They're uh, about to go for back-to-back championships. Well, then again, with Teron Lou, he almost reminds me of uh, John Carlo Esposito in the way, the way he looks. Uh, let's see, Cleveland, uh, Cavaliers, Browns, Indians. Coming back, 3-0 right now, 3-0. Okay, and then um, Ohio State is doing their thing. Let's not talk about the Clemson game, but, you know, it'll be. The what? Nothing. Okay. Nothing. <laughs> Didn't even happen. Okay. Well, we're, we're, we're wishing we're right. wishing you well. I'm not going to say anything negative. Right. I'm a positive person. I'll say it negative off the yeah, uh, yeah. record. Yeah. But any, then again, Shane. Then again. Again, Shane, thank you very much. It's been a long time that we, we've been trying to get down to get, uh, together mm-hmm. to do this. And um, I wish you well tomorrow at uh, Ring of Honor tapings. Unfortunately, I won't be there because I got an uh, obligation to uh, mm-hmm. New York City. That's oh, all good, man. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody uh, that listens to this. Uh, and, and I appreciate all the love and support. couple of notes from that interview. Number one, uh, that ringing that you heard in the background, yeah, that was Shane's phone. Uh, he forgot to turn the ringer off. So, um, you know, when I record, usually the rings are off, but I guess I forgot to tell him or he forgot to do it. But, you know, how, how am I a 200 pound person going to tell a 300, uh, 50 pound plus guy to turn his phone off? Uh, you kind of don't. Um, also, we did a little sports talk before the interview, so it sounded like we were really getting into it before I actually started the official interview. So the sports talk will come uh, maybe in about a week or so, in a couple of days. That's going to be part of my Hidden Gems collection. Uh, Shane and I are talking about Baltimore versus Cleveland and all that jazz. Maybe that could be a title for that one. But uh, we got into so many diff- so many things about uh, Shane Taylor's uh life and wrestling and career and family you know the one thing that i usually do and a lot of people do um usually i would go to a place called wikipedia just to look for cliff notes now not everything in wikipedia is true about that person but you can always use information as jumping off points to interview somebody uh because really professionally except for ring of honor. I didn't know Shane that well until I talked to him. And, um, also I didn't know he was part of wildcat sports, uh, courtesy of Luke Hawks. So, you know, that's a good company, uh, to, uh, you know, go under, uh, I met ZZ from, uh, uh, the latest edition of WWE tough enough. That was on the WWE network. He was, a very, I would think famous or infamous character off that show. He was uh, quite pudgy, known to throw alligators around, you know, from uh, Louisiana. But he was a very kind guy when I met him at Russell Cage. So shout out to ZZ. Uh, I forget his real name, um, what they call him. Well, ZZ is what they call him. I forgot his name, but uh, shout out to him. And he's a great guy. So if you ever see him at conventions, uh, tell him Shin says, what's up? Shin Blade, you know, Shy Lounge. And then sometimes you got to show pictures of me doing the Shy Hands or whatever. Um, other than that, there was a taping the next day as stated in an interview in Baltimore. Unfortunately, I had an uh, obligation to go to New York because I kind of promised, uh, I promised, not kind of, uh, Warriors of Wrestling 
First, uh, shout out to uh, the owner, Joey B., who runs that company. They had a ladies tournament to crown the first women of Warriors uh, champion or Warriors of Wrestling women's champion, which was won by the uh, beautiful Nikki Adams, uh, starting to become a good friend of Shinblade. She was one of my uh, women crush uh, Wednesday. I don't know. Maybe if she wasn't, she's going to be one. Okay. Um, yeah. Anyway, we, I, I had her at a, uh, uh, the big event in New York. I wouldn't say I had her. It sounds very disgusting, but no, she, we posed together for a picture. Um, she's very nice. She's a, uh, she's a crazy heel in tier one wrestling. I don't know. If she had gone over and become a face. Um, also she's in wrestle pro. She's the sister of, uh, Nico Rico's. So every time I see her, I always bug her about Nico's being around, uh, you know, talking to a sister and whatever. <laughs> so anyway, uh, shout out to her. Uh, shout out to Nico, who I uh, encountered over in Orlando, him and uh, Jay Enterprise. And uh, the fortunate I didn't encounter Ace Lane, uh, not Ace Lane, but uh, Coach Dylan Stiffwood, who um, I seen him around at the hotel, but we never got together. Uh, he reached out to me on social media. Um, you know, great guy, uh, salt of the earth, the Russell pro guys, uh, talk about him a whole lot. He's a great guy, including my man, Dave destruction. Um, he was unfortunately hospitalized in Orlando. So I wished him well, contacted him, wanted to see if, uh, he was okay. Uh, you know, just, uh, looking out for, uh, one guy to another in his business because, caring is uh caring in this business because a lot of people just care and it means caring in quotation marks which is uh not even true to caring so i'm glad he's doing well i'm going to talk to him later i will see him uh at russell pro in uh, starland ballroom april 29th he'll be the reason why i come, why i go uh i'll be a magnificent be with uh kathy hummer which we call the hummer um susan uh kleinman Summer climbing, excuse me, uh, and many other uh, fans of Russell Pro because they're animated. We we love them. I love them. They love Shinblade. Uh, shout out to Pat Buck and uh, Kevin Matthews who just got on TNA television as KM uh, Falaba, uh Mario Bokura who just got on uh, Impact Wrestling. Uh, as much as I want to watch you guys, you guys are doing your thing. Uh, Josh Matthews is killing me with his uh, anti commentary. So, um, you guys keep doing your thing, but Shane also left a little date out there and I had to forward this interview above anybody else because he threw dates out there and I try not to do that. Uh, but you know, I kind of did it myself talking about WrestleMania weekend, um, April 15th in Dallas, Texas, he will be at soar championship wrestling run by Sir Mo. He'd be, uh, going for the, uh, soar championship title, so uh, if you're in the Dallas, Texas area or in the Texas area, period, is Saturday, April 15th at 7.30 p.m. Dallas Elks Lodge, number 71, 8550 Lowell Water Drive, Dallas, Texas, 75238. And they still got tickets. Meanwhile, speaking about upcoming dates, I got upcoming dates. Uh, April 21st to the 23rd, I will be in New York City. Friday, I would be at Bree Combination, Bree Combination Wrestling, uh, featuring, uh, I think now he's a current TNA star, but not of the tapings, current, uh, TNA former global force, uh, champion. I think he's still the champion. Uh, Nick Aldis, aka Magnus, would be in the house at Bree Combination Wrestling. Saturday will be Battle Club Pro versus Tier One Wrestling in the La Boom nightclub in queens new york it'll be uh people from it'll be people from battle club pro and tier one wrestling also there's some some evolved talent that's going to be at that show uh most notably for me there's going to be a, a quote-unquote hoss fight between chris dickinson and shane taylor's former tag team partner keith lee the limitless one Man, if you have not seen Keith Lee in action, you need to watch him because he has so many different styles. He is one of the greatest big men I have ever seen today. Uh, you know, bask in his glory. And the match between him and Donovan Dijak 
at Evolve 81. I think it's 81 or 80. Is one of the greatest big man matches I've ever seen. Dijak was flying. Lee was flying. It was just all out war. So uh, one of these days, I'm going to have to get Keith Lee on the show. I really want to. He's just such a bold, astute man. And in the way, the way he looks, the way he smiles, is almost to me like a preacher type thing. Even though he'll go against me while I say that. Um, anyway... Shane, uh, thank you for the interview. You're becoming a great friend of mine. I get to talk to you about anything on the real, personal, on Facebook. Know what you think. He's always welcome back. Uh, we had a lengthy conversation before and after the interview process. Um, and he's a very knowledgeable guy, biz- business management. So he, he helps with brand. And I think personally, if he doesn't wrestle anymore, uh, he can always do that. You know, kind of like uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Ballers, where he's going with money management. Anyway, I've been rambling too long. Um, I'm glad to do that interview. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot April 23rd. April 23rd, I'll be in Brooklyn, New York at St. Fembar's Catholic Church for Tier 1 Wrestling featuring Lucha Underground star Pentagon Jr. This has got to be the fifth time I've seen Pentagon in action. Um, I love the guy. Uh, one day I want to have him on the show. If not, I'll have a video interview with him. Hopefully he doesn't break my arm and do the Seattle Meadow thing. He's facing my good friend, Matt Riddle. Honestly, on paper, this is going to be the match of the night. I know we, I know how Matt Riddle is. He's making a lot of money in professional wrestling. He's even putting his title on the line that he, he uh, has from Europe. They let him defend the title. So, uh, him versus uh, Pentagon, uh, Darby Allen would be in the house. Uh, my nemesis Darius Carter, the wrestling's richest prize, or whatever you want to call him, uh, who bombed my interview. It's just going to be a hell of a weekend. So if you can't be in New York, if you can't see the sensational one Shinblade at neither of these shows, you can catch Battle Club Pro and Tier One on Saturday night on Flow Slam, and then you can catch the Sunday. Uh, tier one show on flow slam also because after both of those shows will be evolved shows by you know by evolve wrestling and gabe sapolsky so i will be there for that one also so it's five shows in a three-day weekend and luckily i get to have some rest that's a mouthful anyway thank you shane for the interview uh, Lord Luminous for the song General Principles, a hard hitting song. If you want to get it, Lord Luminous, you heard the links. Check them out. Hit me up at uh, Official Shin Blade on Facebook, Sensational One on Twitter and Instagram, S H I N S A T I O N A L O N E. And I have, I am out of breath right now. So I'm going to turn it in. Meanwhile, for those who have been listening to Shy Lounge, thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you're new to the show, thank you very much for listening. Spread the word. I love it when I hear people uh, say they listen to the show and like the show. Just uh, tweet me, get at me, whatever. As for that, I'm going to close the show out with the shy hands. This is the sensational one, Shinblade, and I'm out. I want to-